This is Youpreneur FM, the official podcast of the Youpreneur Mastermind Community, a place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now, here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Well, hello there, and welcome to episode number two hundred and seventy-four of Youpreneur FM, and you are in the right place if you are wanting to build a powerful, profitable business based around you and the people that you want to serve. Ah, today, guys, we're talking about how to kill your business. Actually, we're not. We're talking about how to avoid killing your business by utilizing and publishing bad design. And as an extra bonus for this episode, I'm going to be talking to the designer who put together the original brand concept for the Youpreneur brand. So the logo, the colors, the fonts, the whole kit and caboodle. Ah, oh, it's a good one. But before we do that very, very quickly, I would just like to say a big thank you to everyone that has gotten involved in any way, shape, or form with my new book, Rise of the Youpreneur. You guys have been buying it on Amazon. You've been tweeting it out, sharing it on Instagram and Facebook, sending me lots of great comments and feedback and reviewing it on Amazon and just generally being the bloody rock star community that you actually Oh, so sincerely, thank you so much. It's all that an author can actually do. Actually, when you publish your work or your art, as my good friend Jeff Goins would say, when that art goes out into the world as a book, all you can ever wish for and pray for is people buy it, enjoy it, put it to good use, and then spread the good word. And you guys are doing that right now. So thank you very much very much. Sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, you're amazing. If you haven't picked up a copy of the book already, you can go to riseoftheupreneur.com or just search for it on Amazon. And uh, I'd love to hear from you in regards to what you think of it. So on to my conversation with this elusive designer. It's the one and only Joanna Galvao, the founder and the creative director of GIF design studios and let me tell you something not only is she an incredible designer but she's also an incredible entrepreneur and actually just still getting started out she's only in her mid-20s right now she actually says that i'm a first ever business mentor for which i'm very humbled by Uh, but to see joanna grow the way that she has over the last four years that we've known each other has been an incredible thing for me to be able to experience not only that but also we spent a lot of time with each other at events and uh, we just got to know each other very very well she's an incredibly smart and astute entrepreneur in her own right but honestly what i really love about her more than anything else is her spirit for being able to help other entrepreneurs avoid the pitfalls that a lot of us go through when it comes to design and really utilize great design to be able to not only continue to build the trust and the credibility that we talked about just a few weeks ago here in regards to our websites but also to be able to catapult our brands to whole new levels you're going to enjoy this conversation here we go so, Joanna, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Chris. It's an honor. Well, no, the honor is all mine. It is all mine. Now, we've known each other for, I'm going to say now, based on the fact that even though we're recording this right at the end of December here in 2017, we've known each other. I mean, so it's going to go live in 28, four years? Yeah. I'm going to say four, four years. years, right? Okay. Yep. I was and, 21 when I met you. 
you were just a, I mean, you're still a baby now, really. Um, but 21 years old, you came to one of my London masterminds and you cried um, at the mastermind. <laughs> and I, I fell in love with you instantly. I said, I'm going to take this young lady under my wing. And uh, we've been friends ever since. You've come out to the Philippines on more than one occasion. Is it three, mm-hmm. three times? times? It is three times, yeah, to, for Tropical Think Tank. We've met up in... I think we've hung out in the US. Am London. I right London. Ice. Yeah. It's been kind of crazy. You, you've, you've definitely, I've definitely spent a lot of time with you and I've definitely seen you grow and flourish and spread those wings and just become incredibly successful. But we're not actually here necessarily to talk about your entrepreneurial journey today. We're here to talk mm-hmm. about what you do as the creative director of GIF Design Studios, and you work with, you know, high net individuals, influencers, thought leaders on their websites. Um, mm-hmm. You are also the, the uh, graphic design, you know, design uh, uh, millennium falcon behind the Youpreneur logo, right? So <laughs> Joanna actually helped me create the Youpreneur logo and the design for the initial Youpreneur kind of, uh, you know, brand and everything. And today we're going to talk about actually how design can seriously negatively affect your business if it's not done the right way, right? Exactly. Okay. All right. So we know what good design looks like. We know what bad design looks like. How can bad design ruin our business so easily and so badly? Well, first, a disclaimer, I'm not saying that a business won't still have customers with poor design. Okay. But they might be leaving a lot of money on the table. They might be losing a lot of potential customers to a competitor with a better design Facebook ad or website, right? Okay. Um, but the good news, the good news is it doesn't have to be that way. So the way I break down the brand model, um, is that it's a third about what you do, a third about what you sound like, and a third about what you look like. Those Mm. are the three V's, vision, voice, and visuals. Now you can invest a lot of money in copywriting and in brand positioning. You know who your target audience is. You have your tone of voice down in the copy, but if your visuals don't match the other two, you are going to let them down. Mm. For example, if your brand, Chris, your brand is so solid. If you want to be the approachable guy, the, the, funny uh british <laughs> what did you say what was the hashtag brit <laughs> proud brit hashtag proud, proud brit. brit yeah um you know for example for youpreneur you make sure that you don't just say it in the copy the minute people land on that page they can see it straight away right and, and i mean i think we we have that benefit because obviously our name is in our logo that isn't always the case to a certain degree mm-hmm. right but i guess that's an added benefit from our perspective and obviously brilliantly thought out from from your end as well you and your team did a great job <laughs> thank you well so um you know you just you for example your personal brand then Let's take your personal brand. You have the orange that makes it warm and inviting and also happy and energetic. Mm -hmm. You've already got those visual cues. And essentially, people will make up their mind about you within four seconds before they might even read the copy. 
And that's why it's so important to make sure that the visuals match what your brand is all about and what your copy says. Okay, so let's assume that we know this, okay? Mm -hmm. And I think that the majority of the listeners of this show will appreciate the fact that, you know, a website, a logo, a business card, whatever the case may be, that looks good is going to have a better opportunity ultimately to get more business, right? Other, you know, if, if it wasn't to look great, they'd get less opportunities. But let's say, for example, like a lot of people might appreciate that. They might be aware of that fact, they might, but they might not have the funds, you know, potentially to invest in working with a graphic designer, um, you know, straight out of the gate. What can they do? Is there, I mean, is there anything they can do to kind of begin with to think about some of these concepts on their own before they go to a designer and, and maybe kind of jumpstart things a little bit? Yes, of course. That, and, and that's something I, I love to uh, teach people. So first you want to get clear. I assume at this point you already got gotten clear on your audience and some sort of what, what your message is mm -hmm. and some of your copy. So now you, the first thing I do with clients and what you, what everyone can do on their own is look at color first, because color has a lot of power and it can trigger emotions in the customer's eyes. So how do you want people to feel when they look at your brand? Is it a funny brand? Is it a serious brand? Do, is it, if it's an insurance company, they need to trust you. If it's, if it's a travel company, you might want to lighten it up with a few, um, lighter colors, more vibrant colors. And so the first thing you want to do is um, look at, you know, go on a website like Pinterest, for example, mm -hmm. and start collecting visuals that you know your audience is attracted to. It could be some brands that they shop at. It can be um, maybe your competition. It could be other, any, any visuals that you know they like and you start collecting that together then you want to see if there is a pattern there if there are certain colors that keep emerging and then compare it to you know google the color psychology meaning behind that color and see does that fit what i want to communicate so like your brand for example the blue generally is for trust and authority and you know, a lot of businesses, strong businesses use blue, but then you contrast it with the orange, which is warm and friendly and um, energizing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's what you want to do first before you go anywhere else. You want to get clear on the colors. Okay, so you start with the colors, looking into the, to the kind of, you know, other types of things that people are doing in your industry, maybe even not in your industry maybe just you know things that you like the look of maybe do a little storyboarding right my daughter is a big storyboarder remember when we bought a house in england she was like oh i'm gonna storyboard and i was like what the hell is it i literally needed to google the term storyboard i had no idea what it was and then you know i realized this is such a great idea because it makes everything so much easier when you want to you know in our case start physically buying furniture in the design case it would be you know actually putting pen to paper to a certain degree and and you know coming up with initial designs and things like that 
I'm curious, though, you mentioned the word competitor there. And as you know, I'm a big believer of originality and trying to be as original as possible. There is no reason why you cannot get ideas uh, from your competitors and things like that. But, I mean, I personally believe that you should try and differentiate yourself as much as possible, particularly with the visual brand elements of your business, uh, away from your competitors as much as possible. I'm assuming, Joanna, that you are... 100% in my corner with that as well, right? Of course. I agree. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what you want to do with the competitor with your competitors is look at the landscape and then maybe pick a different accent color. But is okay. there a reason if if you see a big strong pattern that everyone's using the same colors, is there a reason? Cuz you don't want to fix what ain't broke. <laughs> no, absolutely. No. Um but then you want to you can always take that um, that pattern that you see and give it your twist, your personal twist on it, add a different accent color to it, for example. Sure. I got it. Okay. All right. So we've got our colors. We, we kind of, we appreciate, um, you know, these are the colors that we need to be using within our business, within our industry. What's next? So you also want to choose a pair of fonts to use now this is always a big um, one fonts i always struggle on this you've got to start breaking this down because this is for me always the big headache and i think a lot of people have this issue as well like why is it such a big problem for people i think visually little icons and logos and things like that we kind of it becomes a little easier for us to do that but fonts are always a big headache why is that well i think it's because um even on Pinterest and other platforms, they've become a big trend. And everyone, I see, I see this with my clients, everyone wants to follow the trend. That's not necessarily the right thing for them to do. Mm. So I know for a while there was a lot of um, script fonts. Yes. And everyone, everyone wanted a script font. And then there were watercolor fonts that looked like they were um, painted. And everyone wanted to follow that. I think it's personally, I think you can't go wrong with two clean um, and classic fonts. And really, if you're starting out and if you're doing this yourself, if you're bootstrapping, I would say choose either a serif font, which is sort of like what you see in your typical book. Um if you want to be a more authoritative brand, if you want to be a more high-end brand, go with a serif font. If you're more modern and approachable, go with a sans serif. Now you can Google serif fonts and sans serif fonts and the most popular ones will probably show up at the top. I also do recommend going with Google fonts at the beginning. Why is that? If, if you're, if you're building your website yourself, it's more likely. First, they're free, so that's great. Everyone's a They've winner. They've been designed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've been designed really well. Um, Google's actually commissioning a lot of really famous typographers to create fonts for them. So I've met a few, and they're really high quality. Okay, and I'm assuming and, that they're basically going to work on like any website on the planet, anywhere, basically, right? And that was, yeah, that was my third point. Exactly. Right. Okay. All right. So, okay. We've got our, we've got our logo. We've got our fonts. 
What's we next? don't have our logo just yet. Oh, no, we don't have a logo just yet. We've right. got our colors. I stand corrected. <laughs> so we've got our colors. We've got our fonts. I'm assuming the logo is next. Yeah. Okay, you smarty Unless pants. You Go on. Do some... <laughs> Unless you want to do some photography first as well, so that when you brief your designer, and I'm, this is in case you want to do a logo on Fiverr, you know, I think there is nothing wrong with doing a logo on Fiverr if you already have your bases, your base covered. Okay. Because it's very easy to go on Fiverr with, I want a logo for Youpreneur, for example, and get just anything from a feminine one to a masculine one yeah. to hand-drawn cartoons, whatever. Yeah, because you're not giving them so, a brief. You're not giving them an exactly. idea, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you want to get the full picture as much as possible, oh, well, as full as possible before you brief the designer. What about so you companies might like – go, no, go on, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I was going to say you, you might also want to create, um, well, like a storyboard with photos of you as well and you with your clients, even if they're your friends and you just want to show the designer what type of work that you do so they can get a general feel okay. for everything in your brand. So my my other question was going to be, what about services such? I mean, Fiverr is really like, number one, you're the first graphic designer I've ever heard say, there's nothing wrong with getting a logo done on Fiverr. <laughs> Usually most graphic designers like, don't go anywhere near the place. And the other, the other one that I hear a lot is 99designs, where a lot of people mm -hmm. kind of like the idea of going to a company like that. They think that maybe they're getting something a little bit more than the Fiverr at a much higher price. What's your take on on services such as 99design? Similar sort of type of setup? You've got to give them something? Or are, are we are we going to have a slightly better chance of getting something good there, do you think? Look, I'm First of all, I'm a firm believer that you get what you pay for. Of course. I'll yeah. back you up 100% on that. But not everyone is at that point in their business. Mm. Um, some people want to – some people need to – need something quickly – uh, need something done affordably to validate their idea, right? Mm -hmm. And that's when I say there is nothing wrong with 99designs okay. or with Fiverr. Okay. But if you're telling me your business is already making six figures and now you want to jump into seven figures and you want to look the part, then definitely stay away from those. Right, right, okay. But it, if you do have, I would say treat 99designs the same way as I just suggested on Fiverr, which is go with a brief. And if you want to go even further and uh, a better platform to find designers is Behance. Oh, okay. .net. Yes, okay. So designers, were, were, as creatives, we're better at showing off our work than selling ourselves mostly, in most cases. And so Behance is sort of our Facebook for showing off our artwork. Okay, understood. So any creative who likes their art is on Behance. And okay. that's how I actually hired my first designers, was from Behance. Not a lot of, they don't sell their artwork there. And so you'll find it's a lot of university graduates that have just put their portfolio on there and have no idea what's next for them. Hmm. Okay. And they haven't found out websites like Fiverr or 99designs. 
Really? So it's kind of like a community unto itself then, to a certain degree, exactly. right? Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. I've heard of the site. I know what it what it's about, but I didn't know that that was the kind of uh, the kind of deal over there. I guess you've you've uh-huh. got to you've got to be in the design world to have that kind of inside yeah. info, maybe. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. So, but I, I do give I, w- I will give a heads up. It will take a longer time to find the right person because there is already a lot of established designers on that in that community, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people already in jobs. Okay. All right. Okay. But okay. it is possible. I found first three designers on there. All right. So let's continue with the journey here then on making sure that our design doesn't kill our business or hurt our business. What's next? Well, so by now you've got the brand identity if you've gotten your logo done. Mm-hmm. And you want to make sure you get photography done as well. If it's a personal brand, then that's very important. One tip that um, I found, and I wish I could show this visually as well, is you don't have to get professional uh, photography at the beginning. If you get a good camera, Bart, I'm sure there is someone in your family or friends that has a good camera that you can borrow, get some lights, take some shots at home with a white background, and then Again, go on Fiverr or 99designs, get a Photoshop photo editor, a person who can edit photos on Photoshop really well. Mm-hmm. And if you take it on a white background, they can place you in any office in the world, big or small. They can make anything happen. They can light up the picture so it looks like it was well lit. And I think that is a little trick that uh, a lot of people don't know. They think that to get amazing shots, they need to pay an expensive photographer. Yeah, I can attest to this. I've, I've, I've had a whole bunch of photos retouched on Fiverr. There's one particular lady. Uh, she's based in Australia, actually, of all places. She charges $10 a gig. So it's a little bit more expensive for, for 10 bucks. I mean, she'll take you know, a photo of me and my family with like a horrifically bad background, like we're at a kid's birthday party, but we just so happen to, you know, all be posing beautifully, but a terrible background. And we're like, can you make this look as if it was shot in a studio? And she's just, she's worked wonders on, on that kind of stuff, even with my business stuff as well. I mean, the, uh, you know, some of the photos that we took at the shoot for the cover of Rise of the Upaneur, um, there was a whole bunch of other poses and, and shirts and stuff that we shot um, with on that day. Uh, and some of them were great, but the lighting was just off. And and so I sent them across to my Fiverr girl, as I call her, and um, she just crushed. I mean, she just did great touching them up. And, you know, you know the issue with lighting, particularly, I think, uh, and you'll probably agree with me on this, when you're taking photos when you know on, a, on an actual person is that the shadows always screw up the face it's always about the shadows for me mm-hmm. and so she she did some great touch-up work and literally i mean did a whole bunch of photos for like 60 bucks or something it was nothing so it was mm-hmm. it's always money well invested right yeah yeah and i think what, what you were saying with shadows um that's that's a great point i mean i when I took graphic design, I took photography as well at university. And I used to think taking photographs in 
the sunshine when it was sunny out was the best way to get great photos, but it's actually the worst way. It's a lot better when it's overcast Mm. because then you don't have strong shadows on your face if you're shooting outside. And then you can warm it up in Photoshop and make it look like it was a sunny day, but then your face will be evenly lit, and that's what we're after. Isn't there... Isn't there like a magic hour that I hear like photographers and videographers always talking about? It's like, it's like when the sun's coming up or yeah, the sun's the going sun's down or something rising. like that. Yeah. 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 That is the magic hour. The magic hour, everybody. All right. Okay. Keep going. I'm loving this stuff. This is great. It's like I'm going to design school right now. This is so good. <laughs> well, then I think the, the final uh, important thing is – Knowing if you're if you're going to bootstrap it and if you're going to find designers here and there, um, is knowing how to work with creatives. That is very very tough thing. I mean, I lead a team of eight creatives, and it's very hard, even as a creative myself. Maybe especially as a creative myself. We have we have big egos. You don't like to be told you're wrong. I know that. Yeah, we, we want to be told our work is amazing and is flawless and you have no more revisions. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that, that word's like the biggest swear word in the, dis- in, in, in the, in the design world, right? Yeah. Revisions or, or <laughs> tweaks. I, I like to use that word because I think it sounds less horrific to a designer as the word revision. There's a few tweaks to make. It's still a revision, Chris. It's still a revision, yeah. I mean, why, why do you think that is? I mean, why, on a very serious note here, I mean, like, why do you think designers struggle with this particular thing so much i think because we got into it through art probably at school Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and design for us is a means of self-expression and so we attach our self-worth to our work maybe more than other industries i'm not sure on that um I found it easier now removing myself from the design process to to deal with the client, to understand their vision, and then communicate that back to the designer. But actually, funnily enough, last weekend I decided to take on a design project of my own. Just one, a friend came to me and I was like, you know what, I'll do it this weekend. And it was so heartbreaking when they came back and they said, actually, don't, not quite me. Oh. And and this is, let's put this in the context. How long have you not been directly involved in the design side of the business now so we can see what the break has been like? For three years. Three years. So you haven't basically designed anything at all um, for three years. You've just been building the design. Creative direction. Right. Okay. All right. So, so I, I am very hands-on and in, in saying I don't think that color is right for this client. I don't think that's capturing the right mood. But you're not physically sitting there at the computer with the pen or anything like Okay. All right. So what and did so you say you to your friend? <laughs> well, it, actually, she liked it. It was her public. This was for a book cover. It was her publishers that didn't think, that thought it was uh. too edgy. So it happens. Okay. They still used some of it. Um, but, you know, I was I was so happy with it. You know, it, it just happens. And, and I think what designers haven't learned, um, and, and in, including my team sometimes, it's really hard to take criticism. And I think, I, I'm not sure on this, but I think that's why they disappear on people. Really? 
No, you that's get this curious, a lot, right? I've I've had that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, in the in the virtual assistant game, we get you know a virtual staff finder. I don't think there's a single day that goes by when we don't get an inquiry from somebody saying, "I need a graphic designer." The fact is that we don't offer graphic designers through the mm-hmm. virtual staff finder service for this very bloody reason. Because in the past, we did. And we, and we helped people find a ton of graphic designers. But we noticed two, three months into the game, a lot of the designer VAs were going AWOL on, on mm-hmm. our clients, and we mm-hmm. didn't want that. So we just, we, we just dumped that. It was, it was actually design, and it was SEO, any kind of SEO type of yeah. VA as well. We noticed that was going on too. So, um, I mean, I... I I've I've worked with both, you know, designers here in the Philippines as well as SEO people here in the Philippines. I think they're both creatives to a certain degree. One may be a little mm-hmm. bit more techie than the other. Um, they have their own way of doing things. They want to do things their own way. They don't necessarily like to uh, be force-fed or, or, or led in a certain direction. Um, uh, I've even had a designer here before many years ago say to me that they couldn't work with me anymore because, um, my get this, my attention to detail was too strong for them. I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, surely you want a client who, who like, yes. knows something good when he sees it. But apparently they didn't I – sa- I think I sent them an email one time and I said something like, you got to move that, like, 30 pixels to the left. And that was just too much for them. They couldn't handle that. <laughs> they couldn't handle it. But, I mean, I, I – that's is a shame. It's, it breaks my heart to hear those stories. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's reality. Uh, you're, yeah. you're absolutely right. So, I mean, like, as clients, like, as people hiring gra- – let's let's – kind of fast forward here as we kind of go into the last section of the of the chat here as clients that have already been and done the whole kind of fiverr 99 design thing we've got a great idea we know what we want now we are a six-figure business and we can go to someone like yourself who charges a good amount of money for a great design job to be done properly um what can we do to try and make sure that that relationship is a good one and that the project ends up, you know, ending the way we want it to finish. Well, I would hope that if you're hiring at the level we're charging a design agency, not as a freelancer, you wouldn't need to worry about that. Mm. That's what we try and do for our clients. Okay. And a good sign is how responsive are they at getting back to you? How willing are they to hop on a call with you to figure out why they're not? Because it can happen. We cannot. We can get it wrong the first time. I think it wasn't on the first time that we got the Upreneur logo right. But no, it wasn't. Are they willing to get on a call and understand you better? And, and I and will at the say beginning, though, have they? Yeah. No, I was going to say at first it was well off what I wanted. It was it was really far away from what I wanted. But then I think it was on our third revision, <laughs> there's that word again, where you guys hit the nail on the head. And I was like, okay, now we're moving in a great direction. And I think at that point, I just let you guys do your thing for like a week or something. And you came back with exactly what you see on the artwork for this podcast, on the website, on banners that have been printed left, right, and center, and on the huge Upreneur stage. I mean, it's right up there. And that was testament, I guess, to sort of us working well together to get to the point where 
I was happy with what I was seeing and then basically just getting the hell out of your way and allowing you and your team to be able to wrap it up and do what you do best, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does it feel um, okay. when you walk into a conference center like the QE2 in London for the Upano Summit and you see your logo in and the font, hello, the font yeah. that you picked and everything, <laughs> right? Like in a huge massive sign on this massive stage how does it feel well it's every designer's dream right it's it it was amazing it it feels fulfilling it feels exciting um i I don't know what the business equivalent to that would be but well i mean maybe it feels like a million dollars for me (laughs) for me it's putting on the event you know i mean that's you know i i mean i choked up on stage you know it it was it meant that much to me to put that event on in that town and Mm -hmm. so you know i think everybody could pretty much see that that was not you know that was not bs that was extremely heartfelt and it was it was something that you know i dreamed of for a long long time i can imagine how it would feel i mean from a creative perspective i can I got a pretty good idea how it would feel to walk in and say, mm-hmm. holy moly. That's Particularly, I think, also as because you were involved at the very conception of the Upano brand, right? Before mm-hmm. it was unleashed onto the world, before we launched, you knew what it was about. You knew how it looked because you helped create the look and what it was all about mm-hmm. by the work that we did together. So like for you to walk in so, and, and see kind of like, here we are in our third year now and be able to see, holy moly, like it's, you know, it's there. Look at this huge amount of people and everything. I mean, like it, it must be, I had a lot of Upano members come up to me after the event and say like, you know, you should be so like, we're proud as members mm-hmm. of the community. Like you should be proud. Of course I'm proud. Of course I'm yeah. proud. I mean, it was particularly special because of the history that we've got, you know, because you were my first ever mentor before you even had this community. Yeah. I don't know if it was probably already in the works, but you had just launched the first tropical think tank when we met. That's right. I remember. I remember. And so it's very special because I don't think we would be where we are without your help and to be able to contribute back. And to be part of Upreneur in this way, it, it's just incredible. Well, it's been, you know, an interesting few years. But, you know, I kind of almost feel like we're just getting started as well. And I think <laughs> that I, 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 th- I think that um, I think I think there's going to be quite a few changes on the horizon for Upreneur as a brand, um, both business model wise, potentially even um look and feel wise as well at some point in 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 the you know at some point in the future but all i do know is that you are 100 percent right when you say that design can make or break a business i truly wholeheartedly believe that i will echo your feelings and your opinion on you get what you pay for uh because i've i've paid very little for design before and it's always been crap so <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> here we are with a great brand and uh you know it's worth the investment in you so to wrap up here then if if there was kind of one parting tip that you wanted to give you know entrepreneurs business owners 
in regards to design and brand and how important it really is, what would that one tip be? Like, what would be the one big thing that you would want them to understand in terms of the importance of the power behind design for their business? Well, um, I will leave you with one stat then to get your head, think, get everyone's head spinning. Okay. When we rebranded um, Matthew Kimberly, which he was on the show, I believe. Yes, he's been on the show before, yeah. His conversion rates increased 30%. Hmm. So, I don't know, but I think that's powerful. That's pretty Design powerful. Design does convert. <laughs> it absolutely does. Design does convert. All right. That could work its way into the title of this show, I think. It could actually do it. Joanna Galval, thank you very much, darling. It was a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you so much. Pleasure is all mine. All right. For you guys tuning in, you want to get to know a little bit more about Joanna, what she's all about, as well as check out her company and uh, how they can potentially help you should you be in the position for that. Uh, you can head over to the show notes page, chrisducker.com forward slash episode 274. I will be back edge again next week. Until then, take good care. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love for you to check out the Youpreneur Mastermind community. It's the go-to resource for everyone wanting to build a profitable, future-proof business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. So whether you're just starting out or if you've been working hard on your personal brand and building your online platform for a while, the Youpreneur Mastermind community can help you take everything you've been doing to the next level. With lots of training, live mastermind calls, and thriving community forums where you can get the feedback, advice, and more energy and encouragement than you'll know what to do with, the Youpreneur Mastermind community is the perfect place for anyone wanting to learn how to build, market, and monetize their personal brand. For more info and to get started on your new Youpreneur journey, head over to youpreneur.com today. I'll see you on the inside.